Sophie, and welcome to MILF Talk, Make Your Life Fabulous, where we like to talk about anything from parenting and money issues to sex and dating. I'm a psychologist, life coach, author, and mother of two. And once again, like last episode, I'm flanked by hotness. I've got Todd Anderson to my left and the handsome doctor to my right, whom I must give a proper introduction. Dr. Verity hails from New York, but currently practices in Santa Monica. In 2000, in 2005, not 2000 wife. 2000 wife? 2005, <laughs> he and his wife, <laughs> the beautiful and talented Dr. Pamela Verity, founded uh, the Dynamic Learning and Listening Center, where they work with individuals and families seeking to improve social, emotional, and cognitive functioning. And... They have two lovely twin boys. Twin boys. And how old are they now? They will be 16 on uh, July 6th. What? Yeah. It happens. Mm. Wow. I'm still youthful, though. You seem very youthful. Damn youthful. Looking good. Yeah, how about Don't worry. Pamela knows I'm harmless, right? Yes. Okay. He's just so cute. What are you going to do? <laughs> All right. So, oh, ladies and gentlemen, Jackson Verity. Woo! Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it once again for Todd Anderson in the peanut gallery. Yes. Woo! Give, it up. Give it up for me. Yeah. All right. I like the applause. It kind of gets things going. Yeah, it's nice, exciting. So actually, uh, today we're going to talk about kind of a touchy subject. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, touchy? I th How, well, okay, touchy? I think of it as touchy because I think that we as adults have the same problem oh, okay you yes. know what i'm saying so it's really talk about having to model behavior mm -hmm. very 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 difficult yes. okay because my phone is in my face way too much mm -hmm. um and uh, and sometimes we're on our phones parenting the other kids you know like it it happens you know you're parenting one kid and people think you're ignoring them but you're actually parenting the other kid making sure they have arrived you know so anyway the, the subject today is uh, devices, iPhones, technology. iPads, technology, yeah. um, internet, mm -hmm. you know, boundaries, my goodness. Yep. It's really, really, really challenging yes, these days. It's mm -hmm. um, pretty intense. iPodcasts. Podcasts. Podcasts. I know. Yeah. Damn you people for yeah. listening to this. this Get off your phones. Stop it. Pay attention <laughs> to your Stop listening. Jeez. <laughs> your kid's over there building a, a rocket, and you're just sitting here <laughs> listening to my ass. That's yeah. terrible. Knock it off. <laughs> Actually, a right. rocket wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, a rocket. Why? Yeah, right. Well, definitely, if they're building a rocket, stop paying yeah. attention to me. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So, um, so, so Jackson has uh, some uh, help he wants help? to impart. <laughs> yeah, you're going to solve this problem. You. You're going to solve uh, this problem. Fix it. Fix yeah, our Yeah, actually, the lives. fixture of all things. Again, yeah. remember, he and his wife, both doctors of psychology, right. they have perfect children. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, your, it's interesting. Your children never text at the dinner table. Uh, I'll tell you. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> but I, I do have, but, you know, it's interesting because, you know, they're twins, but they're yeah. very different from each other. Yeah. I have one who is, I would say, kind of a moderate user of mm. technology. You know, he has a phone and, you know, he texts and he also, um, you know, watches videos on his phone and he has a computer and he does yeah. that. But very moderate because he's really active. Uh, he's very much into skateboarding and lacrosse and he really gets out there. And then I have another son who's, I would say, more than, you know, moderate to strongly moderately mm -hmm. involved. I mean, yeah. he's a big gamer. He likes to be in front of that computer gaming. And uh, and, and then he also does the texting and the phone and yeah. you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So I really see, and, and one, 
it's kind of easy to kind of get him off of his things, and, and the other one, it's, it's more of a challenge. So I really do see, I, I kind of have, you know, a little laboratory, you know, at home. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually have, uh, my, my boyfriend's sons have a very similar uh, dynamic. One is more a moderate user, likes to be physical. Uh, the other is he's he likes to game, so he's on it a lot, and and it's technically kind of social for him because he's gaming with people in other right. parts of the world right. or whatever. Sure. But it's it's there are addicting. Pros and cons. And yeah, know, and there was uh, I mean it's it's already now I think uh, you know it's an old study, but in 2010 the Kaiser Family Foundation did a study on um, they were looking at kids sort of from eight to 18 and the amount of time they're exposed to media, oh the amount God of time mm. media that they're consuming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in 2010, it was like uh, seven and a half hours a day Whew. of just, you know, which is like a, a full work day. And, and right. actually, <laughs> what's interesting. Seven and a half hours a day of. Media. With, uh, you know, like, combination like of TV, Twitter, and Twitter and texting, TV, yeah. computers, uh, That's a handheld lot. That's devices, a lot of input, man. video games, all of that stuff. And <laughs> what's even more frightening is that if you go ahead and you look at sort of multitasking media, yes. right, where they're sitting and they're watching TV, but they're also uh, on Instagram at the same time. I've seen it. Then they're looking at close to 11 hours a day, mm. squeezing in 11 hours a day of media. So it's just this constant, constant input being bombarded mm -hmm. by this stimulation. It's just not such a good thing. That doesn't sound like a good thing. No. Well, okay, so tell us um, t tell us the, the main issues you think that that level of stimulation causes. Because really, if we're all honest, it's really – Endemic. I mean, yeah. it's it's everywhere. Well, it like a lot of things, it depends on the age and the stage. First sure. of all, um, you know, it's suggested that you know nowadays kids, uh, you know, you see babies with these with these devices. Oh, yeah. you know, kids are like born with a silver eye oh, phone yeah. in their mouth, and and that sounds dangerous. You shouldn't sound. put it in no, the mouth. No. It's electric. <laughs> but everything goes in the mouth when when, <laughs> when you're, you're a baby. Yeah. No, my two year old knows how to find an app. I mean, my, she's not my two year old. Sorry, right. my two year old niece. No. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. But yeah, she'll find well, an app. You know, she'll know. actually, the American Academy of Pediatrics suggests that you don't even give children who are under two electronic devices. Um, and uh, there have been longitudinal studies shown that when you do give you know kids that age. Uh, um, computers and electronic devices, it, it tends to affect uh, attention and learning. Uh, oh, yeah. And it, you do show up with uh, you know, a lot of ADHD-type uh, you know, responses from that. Right. Just because, of the, again, you know, we learn, you know, our brains are, are being wired during that time. And sure. we need to learn how the real world works, not how to push a button and not just how to, you know, to be constantly, you know, stimulated. Mm -hmm. and so that constant overstimulation is not a good thing, especially for, you know, really, really young kids. Um, and then after that, you know, one to two hours, that's what they're saying. One to oh two hours God. a day of, of media, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, is yeah. kind of appropriate. And then well, with my <coughs> son, who's eight, we do limit everything. I mean, and he was, you know, there's social pressures too. He does mm -hmm. not have a phone. He's not on social networks at this point, um, uh, which 
you know we're sort of insisting on and he right. has an xbox and wanted to would got very angry at me because he wanted to do xbox live mm-hmm. you know where you compete with right. like strangers and i said no i'm not letting you uh have relationships with strangers <laughs> through a video game right especially because uh, i know that a lot of those types of users can be very very cruel right uh when you know, communicating with each other about somebody screwing up in a game or whatever, and I didn't want him to be exposed to that. But yeah, he it's not even about that. predators; it's about no, like no, no, the razzing and the whole yeah, thing. The, it's just the about language, assholes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and he, but he has friends who do it, mm-hmm. like who are his age who do it. So there's there, there's a lot of social pressure to right. and 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 the thing that we're trying to figure out. Because he, you know, we did get him the Xbox eventually, mm-hmm. but after his friends had already been, you know, and he was playing it at his friends' houses and stuff, and so we gave it to him. But we're trying to figure out, you know, that balance of, you know, wh- when, <laughs> you know, it's social pressure, you know, because you don't want him to be out of touch with everybody. You right. want him to be able to relate sure. to people. Right, but, but at other the same parents time, can't decide your boundaries. Right, and yeah, well, that's yeah, really exactly. what it comes down to. Yeah, exactly. right? well, you, I think yeah. what you're saying is, you know, you, you don't want to treat your kid like he's Amish. Right, right, exactly, and have absolutely nothing. Not, not that there's anything. Not wrong wrong I was just gonna say, not that there's anything Amish. wrong. You can with being say Amish. whatever or, or you mi- want oh, about yes. the Amish yeah. because they They're don't not listen to podcasts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Amish or Mennonite or, or yeah. any of those the fine folks. No, the point is it's balance, like anything else. And w- the problem right now is, is that we are overstimulating our kids, or not, uh, but the, the kids are being overstimulated, and. What happens is, is that then compared to playing the game, life is boring and slow, and everything <laughs> is boring. You yeah. hear that? Every, I'm bored. Remember I'm when going bored. to the market was exciting? Right. That is not exciting anymore. Kids are bored so easily, mm-hmm. and they feel as though if I'm not, you know, plugged in, mm-hmm. then nothing is good, and that's the real danger. Yeah, or that one is of the real danger. And they're becoming literally, I mean, addicted. You know, what happens is, is that, you know, especially with video games, I mean, it, it happens with all types of media, but especially with video games, you are, when you're playing, you know, the, the reward system of your brain is lighting up like a Christmas tree, you know, and you're mm-hmm. getting these little packages mm-hmm. of dopamine that, you know, shooting into the brain, this feeling yeah. of like, wow, that's cool, wow, that's great, wow, th- and it comes because of the, the novelty of the game. There's so much going on. Yeah. And so when you start getting those that fix of dopamine mm-hmm. on over and over and over again, you want to do that. And when you stop doing that, you crash, you come down from it. And so that one of the reasons why that is, you know, so dangerous is because it's just it's like getting hooked on. Yeah, and I think that when you when you um start like cuz I think everybody goes through it. There's a point where they go, "Oh my god, my kids playing too much too many video games." You know, it creeps up on you, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, my kid's never coming out of his room. <laughs> um, you you kind of, you have to substitute it a little bit. You have to say, you're going to stop playing video games, and you're going to go outside, and you're going to skateboard. Right. Right. Or you're going to go, like, you know, you're, you're going to go do something physically. And what happens is, is that in that in, in doing that, in suggesting that, you will mm. see that kids, um, you know, depending on the kid, they will react, you know, certain ways and depending on how hooked in and how plugged in they are they're going to react you know much more aggressively Mm -hmm. or it's going to be the end of the world or and you have to know that that's literally you're watching withdrawal symptoms right right and 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 if you can find your compassion place a little bit (laughs) and know like wow okay this is just a sign 
even more that this really is necessary. Like if your kid's really freaking out about not playing video games, right. that is not a time to give into it. That's a time to go, wow, this is pretty serious, right? I mm, mean, this absolutely. is this is this is really painful for them to give this up and right. kind of scary and you know. Aren't there like rehab clinics for video yep. game addicts yeah, there are. in like Japan and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that? Absolutely. Yeah, really? in Japan and in, in South Korea and China, uh, a lot of the you know, Asian world. Uh, I, I I think maybe perhaps because there are, you know aren't as many outside activities and 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 you know being on the computer and gaming is one of the few things that you know yeah. to be done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know Todd brought up before about the you know the social aspect of of media and of gaming and of Facebook and all that, all that kind of stuff. It is important. Um, however, you know, you, we used to worry about how, you know, like people who use like social media and, and you know, I, you know, is it that they're not going to be able to make friends and right, you know. <laughs> mm. right? They're just going to kind of live in this digital bubble and right. become agoraphobic and and you know, part of the early studies, uh, you know, that were done in the nineties. You know, said that yeah, that it, it kind of makes you sort of asocial. Uh, but I, I, I think some of that had to do with the types of people who who were, were drawn the to early it, yeah. adopters of technology. You know, the sort of you know geeky kind of you know folks who really weren't very social to begin with, and so there was a lot of you know fear about that. Yeah, what's that sample called? Like you know, you learn it in like sixth grade math or whatever. It's a particular kind of sample for a for a survey. It's sort of well, you can't. It's not really accurate because the sample is right. kind of skewed. Perhaps? Skewed, yeah. yes, but it's um, uh, those you know those that are that are drawn to it. Right. Um, but you know what? Uh, social media is uh, it's not a good place to make friends, but it can be a good place to sort of keep friends. Yes, and so stay connected. Right, but yeah. it's but it's you know it's the balance. It's finding the balance. I mean, how much time and. How is it taking away from the rest of your life? That's the really the problem. Mm -hmm. Is that are you not? You know, we're seeing that other activities are going down. I mean, reading uh, it keeps going down. <laughs> What's and down that? And down, right? What's right? Uh. And people will claim, you know, my kids too, especially. Like, oh, I'm reading online. I'm reading online. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I but make well that claim too. I, I do. I'm, 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 I read. I, a lot of I am online. proud of this element to my parenting. Is yes. my kid does read, but it, it's like when the video game goes off, and he complains about being bored. I'm like. Go read a book. Go read a book or go play. And then, you know, th he does it on his own. He picks Th something and then right. he, he'll just read. And I don't want to make it seem like, you know, and again, we're talking about video games right now, you know, that it's all bad. I mean, there are good things about, you know. And, you and know, they're not going on. anywhere. No. And so, like, you know, let's not pretend we're going to sure. eliminate them and from you know, it, future it can generations. <laughs> strengthen, you know, hand-eye coordination really good. It can... Um, you know, help with, you know, peripheral vision. Problem and, solving, you know, creativity. And again, yeah, being able to, you know, threat assessment and, you know, and quickly and efficiently. And, and there's some games where they literally design their own games and their own, you know, I mean, I mean, th oh you know, yeah, they, they like really get deep, deeply yeah. involved. Right. My in, kid know, loves the Minecraft. Minecraft, yeah, you know, things building. like that, so world building and tool. stuff. It's, 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 it's a, tool a cool like thing. It's like, like anything yeah. else, but it really does come down to... Um, amount of time. Yeah, moderation. Now, Everything here's an in interesting moderation. thing, and this is kind of a callback to what we were talking to before. You mm -hmm. were saying when we were talking about, you know, parenting and um, uh, teaching respect and all those things, and you were saying there's um, there's no fear anymore, mm -hmm. you know, because, I mean, and thank goodness, okay, we don't want to be big, ugly, scary parents. You know, that's there's a lot of uh, 
there's a, there's a lot of fallout from being that kind of parent, mm -hmm. you know. So, <laughs> but there sure as hell is fear of losing your iPhone or not getting to play right. video games. Right. I mean, the the one useful thing about this <laughs> to me seems to be it's the one hot item. You're absolutely you right. You know, I mean, back in the day, because no TV. Whatever. No, you're absolutely you know, right. And it, it's what we do have we to actually hold have. over the heads of our of our kids it's and our teenagers. It's kind of valuable. And, you uh, know? Absolutely. And they come to think of it as theirs. Well, it's my phone. You can't. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, very, yes, I let them know about who pays the bill. That's right. Me too. <laughs> and um, and ev yeah, even if they chip in for the bill, I still paid for the damn phone. And it's, <laughs> right. and it's my house. You're right. So, so that is, it is, we do have some control over there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I think also the problem is, is that, y you know, kids have computers, they've got screens, they've got TVs in their rooms. Mm, yeah. I think that. Is oh, we don't have, we don't have that. Cause, uh, and when he gets to the point where he's using a computer, I mean, we're going to keep it uh, communal. Yeah. Right. There's, n there's no reason to not keep it in a public space. Really very, very important. So that. Because well yeah, there's a lot of want to know what they're doing. Right. Yeah, exactly. And if that means somebody can't watch TV while they're doing their homework on the computer, so be it. No, yeah, that's you know, no big or deal. Or use your headphones on your phone and you watch your YouTube videos. Like yeah, there's yeah. always ways around this. You know, the no it also it also brings up to, to mind, uh, you know, devices. You know, you find households that have devices in every room. Uh -huh. And the other problem that I see as a psychologist that. People don't learn. You remember, uh, you know, I grew up, I had a, a sister. We had one TV. You know, if somebody wanted to watch a show, then you'd have to <laughs> watch that show. Right. And mm -hmm. then you'd have to wait for your turn. Right. You learn and a little cooperation. Exactly. Whereas in most homes today, if you don't want to watch that show, you don't have to. You turn around and you go into another room. You go into your, you watch Netflix on your iPhone or, or iPad oh or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So what happens is, is that we don't learn how to cooperate. We mm -hmm. don't learn how to delay our own gratification. We don't learn how to share. No, especially in, um, you know, <laughs> in beautiful Southern California with the beautiful neighborhoods and the families of four living in 8,000 square foot houses and everybody's got their own little pod with right. their own little entertainment center right. and um, you know, gosh, the family just doesn't interact. Because they don't it's need to. Easier that it's way. It's easier. It's easier that yeah. way. We are we're entertaining ourselves to death. Yeah. We really are. We really are. And it's all about so much of the day and so much of our life is about entertainment. Mm. Yeah, and it's it hard to turn it off. It's really hard to turn it off, and it becomes then what happens is then when you get habituated to it, it becomes a, a, again a need. It goes from being this sort of you know dessert kind of cherry on the on the cake to mm -hmm. this. Well, this is just part of my day. This is what right. I need. This uh, is what I have to have. Right. And it's because of the ubiquity. It's it's everywhere. Right. It's everywhere, and it's so easy. Well, and there I there is a parallel there with you know sort of snack food and junk food and sodas and everything just kind of being so readily available. It's so normal that parents actually put little mini sodas into their kids' lunches every day. And, right. you know, it just becomes nothing's ever a treat anymore. Right. Everything. I'm is not allowed to do dessert, that at my school. Dessert all day at long. my kids' school. No, well, that's a really lot. unique. Your school has, like, the 12 grams of sugar rule or something like yeah, that. And yeah, and it can't be, yeah, it Which can't be, like, Twinkies and crap like that. Yeah, and it's it's. Um, well, I think it's interesting, you know, when you look at the nutritional, you use the nutritional model. I, th mm -hmm. I, I think it's 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 important. It's like, what are you putting in your body? What are you putting into your brain? Right. What is, uh, 
you know, part of that seven and a half hours, which is sure. ridiculous, but also what makes that up. And, you know, there have been a lot of studies done about, you know, a, a lot of people are concerned about just sort of violence in the media, Ugh, and, yeah. you know, and, and especially with you know violent video games and first-person shooter games, and people wondering about you know somebody picks up an assault rifle and wipes out people. Yeah, and they go, well, they were you know playing video games, and so that's well, I that I don't, I mean, you're a doctor. Does that argument hold water at all? Well, here's the thing, uh, you know, it's. If you are predisposed to that kind of thing, then yes. If you are predisposed to being a sociopath, well, then right. sure. That's it, the other argument. It's not like helping. It right. doesn't. Movies right. don't make yeah. serial killers. They just make serial killers more creative. Right, or more efficient. Yeah. More efficient, yeah. yeah right. uh, I mean, you really Kay. have to have a, a, you know, a high amount of, uh, of risk factors and a low amount of protect, uh, protective factors in order for it to, to, to turn real. Bad. You know what How I think we need? We need a video game that teaches empathy. Well, there are. You, and, and yes, and I do think that's important. And you can learn empathy. Uh, you think you can learn it? Yeah, I think you yeah. can learn it. I mean, it I think you learn it. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing yeah. I just want to add is Sorry. that having said that, you know, it's really not going to turn you into a serial killer, it does, and it has been shown to increase aggressive behavior. Sure. Mm. So I don't think, especially with the amount of uh, of time spent, it, it increases aggressive behavior. It desensitizes. That's, That's my issue. Is the yeah. desensitization is and what that worries me. Absolutely happens. Yeah. So you wind up seeing things happen, and especially as you know these virtual worlds become more and more like the real world, and yeah. uh, um, you know 3D. And it, it really gets difficult to be able to kind of separate all oh, this virtual reality from reality. I used reality. to play. There was <laughs> this was obviously before I had kids. <laughs> I had time for this. Um, <clears throat> I used to play Mortal Kombat three. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was like, and they really kind of looked like robots almost. You know what I mean? And they uh -huh. were like these weird characters, and and you would like punch in the certain buttons, and they go get over here, and like they pull you and like you know pull your guts out or whatever. But it was very. <laughs> cartoony you know like yeah. when the blood, it was very cartoony and um but it you know it was it was fun and kind of addicting and you know but then of course four came out and five came out and all that and they got more and more realistic and i just wanted nothing to do with them and um because it just got too gruesome i mean i f i thought that what i was doing was gruesome enough you know and and i totally noticed that I was amped up Absolutely. after playing that game. Like, like there is no question. I had adrenaline. Sure. I was like, you know, and uh, you know, you, there's no denying no. that that is affecting your chemistry. Absolutely. You know, but I, I never, I, I once all the other ones came out, I stopped playing it. But, um, right. but because, wow, I mean, I started noticing. I was in an arcade or something, and I saw like the the later versions. I'm like, this is so. Graphic yeah. and oh, real like and the gnarly games and, and the first person, yeah. But it's even insane. but even sometimes they they are not so zombieish. Like the blood's not green anymore; it's like right. oh, yeah, red and it's yeah. pulsing and it. Oh my god! Like the whole thing is it just so you. gross. It absolutely affects you. It triggers and again, it's, your brain can't tell the difference because your brain starts shooting out those chemicals, those same chemicals. Yeah, chemicals are chemicals, right? right? So I've never been a video game guy, but I I love uh, horror movies mm -hmm. and, uh. and extremely violent action right. shows. I don't know how you do it. Um, so, but there's like, w I don't know. I, I didn't get into that stuff till I was older. 
Really? Two. Uh, like when I was younger, I didn't look at horror movies because I was too afraid. You know, mm-hmm. I, I watched action movies and stuff. But I, I just, I wonder, because I, I do kind of watch it ironically. I don't mm-hmm. mean to come off like a hipster douche, but uh, you know, it's too late. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, a lot of these movies because they're dumb. Right. Um, right. But uh, like right. I got into it old enough that intellectually I knew what I was watching was dumb and silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wonder about like where developmentally, where does where is that where when is it too young, to yeah. to see that stuff, like and what does it do to to a young brain? Sure, you know outside of just desensitizing. I mean, we know that there are people letting their six and seven year old boys play war games. Like, no, I've well, no not only that. I've got like speaking, of, no speaking of horror movies, I've I've sat next to seven year olds in like Freddy Krueger movies. Right. I mean, I swear to God. Right, yeah. and you have eight year olds who are playing Grand Theft Auto. Oh my God! I know. As a matter of oh fact, the, the last survey that I saw it said close to twenty five percent of eight year olds have even have played have it. Have but you know, because <laughs> they've got an older sibling with it, or they go over a friend house, and so yeah. Right, right, right. So, do you know about Grand Theft Auto? Oh yeah, no, it's my like friends like drug it, dealers like, and prostitutes. Yeah, and it's just well, crazy. they're grown ups, and they realize they realize the the uh, ludicrous. Uh, element of it like the inappropriate right. element of it as grown-ups and they know it's not real and it's just dumb kind right, of weird but wh- wish so what about the what about the right. six-year-olds that it's are a couple of game. things that come to mind first of all is that you know f- an appropriate amount of fear right uh, or scariness uh, can be helpful i mean that's why we have um you know, think of Grimm's fairy tales. That's why we have fairy tales. You mm-hmm. have, if you think about it, those oh, are yeah. really, you know, uh, violent and, and horrible. And but what it does is, <laughs> it, is it, and it teaches kids that there is violence in the world, but that also that there is somebody that can come to your aid and that can help you, and that you can go ahead and defeat, uh, you know, evil. And so, uh, you know, those fairy tales are actually, you know, they serve, uh, you know, a psychological purpose to help mm-hmm. us deal with sort of the the violence in the world. And and uh, and and scary movies can do the same thing on an appropriate level. Mm-hmm. Um, you really do need to know your kids, and there depends on the kind of violence. You know, there is the, that violence where it's you know cartoonish, you know, or is it you know really you know is it very realistic? You kind of have to know your kid. I mean, I think that mostly you know probably. And what's different, too, is nowadays, you know, an eight-year-old today is very different than an eight-year-old 20 or 30 years ago because they have been exposed to so much media yeah. and so, mi- so much violence in, in the media. But do you think they are any different when it comes to emotional intelligence than they were 40 years ago? You know what I mean? Like, they're, they've got more input. They're different in certain ways. They're a little bit more world-wise, maybe, in a covered way. But do but well, I don't I know mean if, if the emotional intelligence, right. the emotional capacity of an eight-year-old is really that different than it was forty years ago. Right. I don't know. Uh, you know, in some cases, maybe even less so. I mean, if, if you're yeah. looking at uh, if your definition of emotional intelligence in this situation is being able to to kind of know your feelings, knowing mm-hmm. what your feelings are, and handle your feelings, and also be able to um, you know deal well with the people have around you, have some resilience, have some resilience. Yes. You know, then then I don't know. I mean, maybe not because again, there are worlds are very much, uh, you know, controlled. We're kind of, and, and, the, and kids are placing themselves in a world where they have all of the control, where mm-hmm. they can push a button and make something happen. And then part of what happens is, is that when you then leave that world and you can't push a button to make something happen the way you want it to happen, 
then you can get really frustrated and really, uh, you know, have a really difficult time again. You know, get very anxious or worried or just upset. You know, I I, I call it the um, sort of the the, the baked potato. The baked potato theory of happiness is that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we used to, it used to take two hours to bake a potato or whatever, an hour and a half right. to bake a potato, right? <laughs> now we get impatient with microwaves. <laughs> right, you put it in the microwave yeah. and you sit there and, and oh my gosh, and it's because it's not happening the way you want. You have this expectation, yes. and when you're not having that expectation fulfilled, <sighs> right. right, that's where the misery comes from. Right, when a, when a text doesn't go through, it doesn't go to the satellite and back yeah. immediately, like yeah. Louis C.K. says, yes. you know, like, <laughs> Falling apart because right. it didn't make it to the you know right. space and, and back. And when you spend so much time in an environment where all you have to do is you know click you know to, mm-hmm. to go turn left or go mm-hmm. right or hit these buttons and things are happening boom 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 automatically. Yeah. And, and you get out in the real world, it's like sitting in a traffic jam. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and think of the frustration that you have sure. in sitting in a traffic jam. It's, you can't go where you want to go. You can't do what you want to do. And that's what you know fosters that that frustration. So do you think do you think that this will be Im- embraced like it's, instead of fighting it we'll go with it and we'll sort of make school a little more like a video game no, or I think we're doomed. or or are we just <laughs> screwed I mean or, we're or just do screwed. we we well, really look here's the problem is, is that look there's nothing wrong with technology technology is wonderful No it's awesome yeah. okay it's you know, how do you use the technology? Can mm-hmm. technology be used? Uh, you know, I, and I think what's scary is that, you know, especially, you know, look at LAUSD where they went ahead and spent half a trillion dollars and uh, I'm, I'm probably only off by a little bit uh, <laughs> on on buying iPads for everybody because right. they think, oh, right. well, that'll be great, okay? And then what happened was is everybody was hacking, you know, the iPads and, you know, and, and playing games and not using it the way they wanted to use it. Duh. And, <laughs> and also, Shocking. right, they think, okay, well, somehow it's going to help make it easier for the teacher. It doesn't. Uh, right. So it's, again, you know, using that, you know, this powerful tool, you know, if it right. falls into evil hands. So, look, it's hard. It's, you know, you mentioned before about empathy. Can you teach empathy? Yes, you can help and teach empathy with certain types of, of games. You can't. It's all about, it's about moderation. It's also about what are you doing with it. It's about, like anything else as a parent, you need to monitor. You need to be in control. You need to be in charge of, of as best as you can of you know what your kids are being exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I, I, I that I was thinking too, uh, 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 what's happening uh, is that with attention, because you know it can help with certain kinds of attention, right? Like with these video games, it's like paying close attention to things that are happening, you know, quickly. Mm-hmm. But where details, but, but where it where there a problem is is that is trying to get any sort of like long-term understanding like a, of a concept or something like that. And that takes, you know, there's a process of, of having a short-term memory uh, move over and being consolidated into long-term memory. Right. And, and what happens with, especially with uh, the, uh, the way people are going, flitting from one thing to the next, the ne- other thing to the next, is that you're interrupting that that ability, you're interrupted because you're moving on to something else. We have such yes. a short attention span that we're moving on to, so y- you don't have an opportunity for that information that you had to actually be consolidated to go into long-term memory. Mm-hmm. And so it really does affect your memory. Absolutely. And when you when you work with kids who, you know, they need to read a paragraph, like a whole paragraph, and then they have to kind of show you that reading comprehension, um, 
my goodness, if it takes them like 45 seconds to read that whole paragraph, that's too long. You know, I mean, they just haven't had to pay attention that much if they're if they're used to the, the constant change and stimulation. Right. Even cartoons and, and shows and the way they're made, the way they're edited, the way they're cut, the way um, everything just moves at a faster pace. But that's that's interesting because, you know, I'm a, I'm a movie junkie, so mm-hmm. I watch a lot of movies with my son. And, you know, the difference between movies now when I show him older movies, he gets way more fidgety. I'm like, no, oh, this yeah. is a great movie, but, the, you know, it's – it's not like choppy editing. The it's, camera's it's not because shaking. Because conditioned that way. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. And if you, if you watch, if you watch, you know, again, videos that are supposedly for you know like kids, uh, like Life on the Farm, and you'll see mm-hmm. there's so many cuts and so many things, and it's it's absolutely it's nothing like actually being on a farm. <laughs> actually, take your kid to the farm, have right. him pet an animal, or even just see what's going on. Yeah. And again, going back to that, how do we learn about the world? We mm-hmm. learn about the world through our experience. Yeah. And if we go ahead and and if our experience is about you know lights flashing and sounds you know going on that doesn't teach us what the and real constant world is like. and constant feedback you know there's this constant feedback with instagram and um you know i'm going to put up this picture and then i'm going to have people like it or dislike it and you know the the on one hand that's you know there's actually like a selfie addiction now mm-hmm. problem that's been named and they, they give uh, it a name? They, yeah, it's because um, people get very addicted to that, that immediate feedback, and they start to um, constantly it's, – it's sort of like um, body dysmorphia, like, like to the max. max, yeah, to the eight, nth degree, um, where you're looking for feedback and basing your self-worth on how many likes – you get uh-huh. on a photo, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, also opening yourself up as a teenager, certainly to mass criticism and horrible, horrible comments. Right. And, and that was um, an issue for for me mm-hmm. with my daughter um, when it came to I it was uh, it was some chat thing. But um, Instagram became this forum for bullying and abuse right. and criticism and making girls feel fat and you know just my I think it was (laughs) Tina Fan 30 Rock at one point and this was a long time ago she said there's just so many more ways to get rejected now my god (laughs) you can be rejected via email via you know and publicly see that's also a big difference too especially with you know I'm not saying anything anybody doesn't know, but I mean it's just so awful to watch. Yeah. It's right. so sad. Well, well that's why I'm not letting my kid onto yeah. those things right yeah, now. Yeah, no, there's a. Uh, you know, I don't know what age did you guys start letting your kids do Facebook and Twitter? And well, you know the irony is is that you actually ha- supposedly have to be 18 in order to be on Facebook. Yeah. But oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't and because the kids don't like yeah. Facebook and anymore and anyway. Actually, well, yeah, no, Facebook but they like Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, it's for old people. And old folks. Yeah. What the the part of the problem with you know posting things online is that you know th- it lives there and it lives forever there for, it lives there forever mm-hmm. um, and cyberbullying is a real problem it is uh, you know and so as a parent you do have to be aware of that you do have to ke- teach your kids you know etiquette right what the fact that you know you don't share things online that you wouldn't want to be advertised and these are opportunities to teach your children empathy and an awareness of their own empathy empathy is different from sympathy in that sympathy you can feel sorry for somebody or feel bad for them for what has happened empathy is more 
the feeling of really being able to put yourself in their shoes, really being able to um, to um, understand their experience as if it was your own. Like if I do this, this will hurt her and make her sad and really having a sense of, I, I wouldn't want to feel that way, right? Yeah, and part of the problem with uh, not all things on the internet, but a lot of things uh, is, the, is the anonymity, is the yes. fact that you can go ahead and have a screen name or yes. no screen mm-hmm. name with certain things uh, and just post crap, uh, horrible, mean, nasty stuff mm-hmm. just because, a- and nobody knows that it's you. Yeah, it's modern road rage. You know, yeah, like before people true. used to flip people off in their cars because they felt so safe. Now I they just, yeah, I think you know. it's spineless. My name is on all my postings. You know who I am, when I, but I don't like that anonymous posting stuff. It's no, just it's spineless. It's, yeah. Yeah. It ain't cool. How, if you got an opinion that you really think you should share, you should have the balls enough to say who you are, and it's my opinion. But these, but teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, right. They, I mean, they're kind of incredible in their uh, ballsiness in that they, they'll be identifiable or not. Right. Either way, they can still be really brutal. And I think, I mean, really, in that case, I just think the only damn solution is just to not let your kid have a, an account if they're experiencing anything like that. If, if mean, they're undergoing, uh, yeah. you know, some sort of yeah. bullying, it's or like no, like that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna walk, we're gonna yeah, it's, get a good, out. it's good to disengage and, and also to not respond to. I mean, I do counsel <sighs> people that you yes, know, you know, it, it just do not respond, let it go. What happens is is that it triggers again that that you know what we all have is this self defensive mechanism. Mm-hmm. Where we we want to make things right, or we want to get back at whoever it was that you know, it hurt us. Mm-hmm. And it really, you know, it sets off these wars, you know, to whether they're Twitter wars or Facebook mm-hmm. wars or Instagram wars or yeah, anything Yeah, and else. that's a very, very difficult lesson to teach a child, a young mind, mm-hmm. that you're just feeding in, you're doing what they want you to do, you're feeding into it, right. you know? And they're like, but no, I have to tell, I have to, you know, say that that's not true right. or I have to say, and it's, um, well, you don't have to attend lesson. every fight that you're invited exactly. to. Exactly. Um, so well, and there's also the possibility that that your kid is the bully. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. You know, which sure. Is sounds even worse to me. Yeah, and I used to say to my daughter, um, she had one friend. That they, they would kind of have these little emotional, you know, girl spats, like mm-hmm. via text. And I said, don't text anything that you wouldn't be okay with her mother reading. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that, and, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's important. Said, and, you know, you, you, bring up, you bring up something that's really important, I- and that is that I do think that as parents we should be reading our, our kids' Oh, pff, absolutely. I'll and pick up my kids' phone. We <laughs> have to be uh, NSA. We have right. to be NSA for our and kids. And you should know your kids' passwords. And I think that, yeah, and I think that they should know that you have the right to read their stuff. Right. Because that is, you know, I... Um, uh, somebody told me a long time ago, I think it was actually when I was pregnant, and he and his wife were older and their kids were, you know, wonderful, sweet, highly functioning adults. I'm like, how'd you do it? You know, and um, so we would talk about parenting a lot. And one of the things that he said that I always remembered is he said, my kids, I made it very clear, this is not a democracy. Mm-hmm. I have the right to go through your stuff. I will read your diary. I will do anything I have to do to keep you safe. If I think, I will respect your privacy, but if I think there's anything wrong anything at all i will go through your stuff right. and and that's the deal because right. it is my job 
to make yeah. sure That's that your you're job. safe. That's your job. And I just, people say, oh, I could never read my child's diary. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, do you, what if they're depressed? Right, what if you exactly. need to, you know. What if they're uh, not communicating what's going on? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I just think. Oh, yeah, it's part of your job. And, and I'm not saying do it without telling them well I'm, I, I mean what? I'm not I'm, sa- I'm not I saying have to do say it. something I, I don't necessarily I also think that sometimes it's okay to not tell them uh, what's going on because sometimes you get more information depends on the right. depends on the situation right you got to look at you have to assess okay? that yourself I, I actually d- think that it's probably a good idea for them to not know whether you are seeing it or you're not seeing it because sometimes information it's it's valuable for you to have it and not necessarily bring it up at the moment, but just to have. So then, so. do you think you mm. would not ever? Uh, I mean, if you're giving a child a phone, let's say you know they mm-hmm. get this as a gift and they're getting the ground rules. Right. Um. Do I mean? Uh, do you think it's worth saying one? T- you know, even if it's just one time, like just so you know, this is you know. Yeah, you let them know. This is private unless I, you know, but it's, but it's not. Well, no, it's you not know? private. Yeah, it's not private. It's not private. See, that's you know? the thing. It's right, not, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm not going to go and check her text every single night. I know it's not going to happen. But if I think there's even the slightest thing going on, I'm, I'm, I have actually done this. I'm like, let me see your phone right. because I need to know, like, are you in the middle of something here that you don't want to tell me about? What you want to let them know is, is that you are going to – you're in charge, mm-hmm. right, and that there are – these are the rules and that occasionally uh, you will check up on things yeah. to make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, she's following the rules. Right, and that – and because I care and I want right. to make sure you're okay and you're not in – some kind of ugliness, th- right. you know, that's that's painful for you and that you can't get out of. Right. You know, our kids get they boy they they can get into some rough well, stuff. Well, they learn a lot from us, you know, yeah. and, and and that's also another really important thing about technology is is that you know, like so many things in parenting, we really have to model good behavior, and unfortunately, uh, we don't necessarily model really good behavior when it comes to dealing with technology ourselves. I mean, we, we may not be stuck, you know, in front of the, you know, the computer playing, you know, first-person shooter games all day, but, uh, you know, all of us, you know, myself included, has that pull of, you know, checking my emails, looking at, you mm-hmm. know, what's going on, did I get the text, all of that. Yeah. And so we become very distracted, and they see us doing that, um, and, you know, it has an effect. Really oh, does. absolutely. I mean, yeah, my, my younger daughter gives me crap about all the time. She's like, Mom, get out of your phone. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm just putting something on my calendar. Because my calendar, my notes, my I mean, I literally write on my phone. Sure. You know, and I, everything. And then, you know, I'll say, oh, somebody just texted me. They have a problem, and i got to attend to it. And, and it has an effect uh, also. And, of, like and I feel terrible. but right. yeah. And it has an effect with younger kids, too. Even, you know, yeah. babies and infants. You know, they can tell when somebody is, uh, you know, texting or on something and th- when they're not getting that attention that mm-hmm. eye contact or that attention mm-hmm. um that you know they're not experiencing that attachment which is so important right. for parenting and for in, in order to be able to have relationships um it, it can be a real uh problem and uh it's something that we have to you know be wary of and mm-hmm. put the phone down right and step away from it so really first and foremost it's kind of on us to model you know uh, i have to tell myself thing. to do that all the yeah. time my wife and I had that conversation too at one point. All right, when we're eating, you not look at you can't look at right. your phone. You got to right. put the phone away, you know. Yeah. Or when we sit down and watch a movie with Colby, we're putting the phones down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks because if the movie gets boring, God, you just want to grab that phone. I know. 
Because again, it's that constant entertainment. Yeah. It's the constant entertainment. Yeah. It's also I know, we're the, all guilty of it. It's the anxiety that it brings up. I mean, think about you know most most people can't go to the bathroom without taking their phone with them because they, you know they think well well also it's like multitasking and everything else. Or standing online, you're standing online. What are you doing? That's I, a New York I, thing. He means standing in line. Oh, standing in line. <laughs> yeah. So just teasing. Uh, um, you know, I was at the post office this uh, this morning, and it was a big line, and at least. 85% of the people <laughs> of in line course. were all looking at their phones. Well, I'm, but wait, because that, is that bad? Because standing in line in the post office is horrible. So why not the Why not get something then? done? That's like a good right? place yeah. for the phone, right? Here's, here's what can be bad about that. I'm not saying that's bad just in and of itself. What can be bad about it is if you can't just be in the moment wherever you are and just without having to fill it up with noise or fill it up with activity, then yes, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, part of dealing with stress is to not always be in that moment, to g- actually give yourself some time to breathe, give yourself some time to actually experience what's going on, give yourself a, t- you know, a chance to not, again, uh, be part of some other little world. And so I do think that if you're not giving yourself that break, if, you're, mm-hmm. if you never have an opportunity to just breathe and look out the window or look at somebody else or just doing that, then you are creating that, you're, you're adding to that chatter. Oh, so no, I agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, you see, you go to a park and everybody's on their phone in the park and you're like, well, there are trees and stuff. That that's different, <laughs> but in the post office, f- <laughs> fuck the post okay, office. Okay, but let's say okay. Then I'm going to give you place. and everybody else a challenge. <laughs> the next time you're online at the post office, do you see, but see, online has a different meaning now. So you're you just standing in line. Uh, you at mean, the you mean in line? In line, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Um, so the next time you're standing in line. Uh-huh. At the post office. At the post office. At the post office, or some other dreary place. I don't want to go to the post office. The DMV or something like that. Oh. Just take, like, if you start to reach for your phone, uh-huh. wait two minutes. Delay it two minutes and don't reach for your phone. How and just kind of observe right. the people working there and wonder about their lives I would say or something. Yeah. You know. You take ten deep breaths. Right. Anything. At least. You know, and do that and see – Part of the problem, you know, you mentioned earlier, is depending on how you react to, you know, asking your kids to get off, uh, you know, a, a machine, yeah, uh, you know, uh, has something to do with well, is it a problem or not? Also, think about yourself. If you're starting to feel, if you have an urge to go ahead and to check your email, and give yourself a little bit of time, and then see what that feels, see what it feels like. like. If you're really itching to to do it, nah, you're going to learn yeah. a little something about thyself. Yeah, yep. that's no, good advice. It's very, very true. I think that's good advice. So, so we want to model it. We want to set some boundaries, set some limits. Right. It's not the end of the world if you can't text at the table. Nope. You're gonna be okay. Mm, right. D- you, you don't have to go to the post office. <laughs> that place sucks. I'm sorry. Did you say something? I just had a text come in. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, um, Jackson and Todd, for being here. Thanks for Dr. having Dr. Verity. Oh, it was my pleasure. Um, again, you can uh, you can find me on Facebook. <laughs> at what? At Sophie Venable. Uh, I'm not a big tweeter, but you can follow me on Twitter at MILF Talk. And if you want some uh, modern advice and inspiration, you can find my book, MILF 101, on Amazon.com. So remember, no texting and driving. Thank you for listening.